Hey there, Ramblers, and welcome to Jabberjaw Ramblings. It is Thursday, November 5th. I do apologize for missing last week. Time escaped me, um, but it was for a good reason why I missed it. As I mentioned previously, uh, this is kind of the first time for my goddaughter of celebrating certain holidays. So this was her first Nevada Day and Halloween. So extremely, extremely excited for that. And Thursday, my cousin had a pumpkin carving gathering. Um, but unfortunately, I was not able to attend. And when I say gathering, there were basically five people <laughs> that were there. And that's including my goddaughter. So a very, very small, intimate gathering of carving pumpkins. But unfortunately, I was not able to attend, though I did participate virtually. And I chimed in through FaceTime. And I was able to watch my goddaughter and her excitement. And just her being a little busybody with playing with the seeds, um, playing with the tops of the pumpkins. And then they also had toys out on the table and then just her playing with her toys, um, throwing them in the tray where they were, you know, taking out the seeds and all that stuff. So she was just having a heyday. Um, so that was fun being able to virtually participate and watch her um yeah, do her first pumpkin carving. I mean, obviously she didn't do any carving, but um, the fact that she was watching <laughs> um, pumpkins being carved is is what matters and what counts. Um, I did not have a pumpkin to carve. I well, I didn't get me one. Let me rephrase that. I did not get myself a pumpkin. Um, simply because the fact that I'm allergic to raw pumpkin. So as far back as I can recall, I have always worn gloves. I've always had to wear gloves when carving pumpkins because I am allergic to raw pumpkin. And even if I just barely touch it, I start breaking out in hives. My skin becomes extremely itchy, even like my fingers and the tips of my fingers. And so it's just, it's misery. <laughs> I'm absolutely miserable if I have any raw pumpkin touch me because of how my skin reacts to it. So for as long as I can remember, I would always wear those long yellow gloves, which now I think they come in different colors. And you can still get the classic yellow, uh, but the ones that go practically all the way up to your elbow, um, and I'm sure it, it went past my elbow when I was a kid, and so I would always have to wear those gloves when uh, carving pumpkins. Because of, well, one, I do not like having my hands dirty. So I always, you know, I wore gloves for that. But overall, I wear gloves because I'm allergic to it. But initially, um, 
my parents would clean the pumpkin out for me, or if it was a family event with my cousins, then one of my cousins would be the one to, um, you know, clean out my pumpkin. And actually, my mom is allergic to raw pumpkin as well. So it would pretty much be my dad <laughs> that would clean the the pumpkins out for all of us. Um, so yeah, so it's been a while since I've carved pumpkins. And I think the last couple of times that I have participated in a pumpkin event, uh, I've painted my pumpkins, because it's just like it eliminates the mess. Um, I don't have to worry about it, you know, the raw pumpkin touching any part of my body to where I would break out. So it's just kind of a safer, cleaner manner. Um, if you're able to keep all of your paints contained, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last uh, couple of times I participated in pumpkin events, um, I've painted them. So uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, allergic to raw pumpkin, in case you didn't know. It's a thing. And yeah, as a kid, I would always have to wear gloves. I could never touch the raw pumpkin because of how it would break out my skin and I literally would get hives and instant rashes of redness and it's ugh, just misery, absolute misery. So um, didn't have a pumpkin for myself while watching and uh, and that was perfectly fine because it was just more entertaining to watch my goddaughter just get her hands in everything. <laughs> um, so that was fun. And like I said, it was her first Nevada day and Halloween. So for those of you who aren't from the States or aren't even from Nevada, may not even be aware of this, but Halloween is Nevada day. And that's why we say Nevada day is Halloween because Nevada day was celebrated way before Halloween was in the U.S. So, <laughs> um, so I always say Nevada born, battle born. And we ended up going trick or treating. So my cousin had said, or had asked me if I would participate. And I said, sure. And I had agreed that whatever they decided, that is what I would wear. And I remember I received a text and it had to do with the Teletubby. And I was like flipping out because I hate, I hate the Teletubbies. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then even when they were, par you know, carving the pumpkins, they were talking about the Teletubbies. And I was like having the hugest fit. And then she was like, you said that you would agree, you know, to go trick-or-treating no matter what the costume was. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't know it was going to be a fucking Teletubby. So anyway, so I was just, you know, being ridiculous because I despise the Teletubbies. But as it turns out, thank goodness, no Teletubbies. Um, the Care Bears, we were the Care Bears. So I, you know, of course, practiced social distancing. I wore my masks. Um, and we didn't go 
to that many houses. We actually went to four houses. Uh, we did drive by one of our cousins, but her lights were out. So we obviously didn't stop. Um, but we went to um, my cousin's in-laws. And then we went to a family friend's house. And then we went to, well, then we drove by a cousin's house who she had her lights off, so we didn't stop. Um, then we went to one of my uncle and aunts, and then my parents. So we went to four houses, um, practiced social distancing. I wore my face mask when visiting with everyone, obviously, other than my parents. Um, but yeah, we were the Care Bears. So my favorite color is pink. So I was Cheer Bear. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, my goddaughter was Sleepy Bear. Uh, and then, I honestly don't remember the other two names. I feel like it's Grumpy Bear, but I don't think it's actually Grumpy. And then it's like Lucky Bear or Charm Bear. Whichever one has like the four-leaf clover. Um, yeah, so so good times. And then my aunt couldn't participate, but she was one of the other bears too, and she was the purple bear. So there were two. I was the pink bear. There were the two um, bluish care bears. Okay, so I, uh, anyway, so we were the care bears. So I was the pink one. There were two of the blue ones and then the green one. And like I said, my aunt was uh, going to participate but couldn't. And so uh, she was the purple Care Bear. Um, but anyway, so that was fun. Again, went to four houses, drove by another. And we do have a lot of family within the, the town that we live in but we didn't go to all of our relatives' houses because that would take us really into the early morning. <laughs> um, and even with the, the four houses we went to, it was like, I'm trying to think, we started at five? So... And I, my, like I said, my parents, they were the last stop. And I think my cousins left my parents' house at like 11 or 11.30. So pretty much like six hours <laughs> for four houses. So you can only imagine if we would have gone to other family members, how long it would just take. Like we literally would be into the next day without a doubt. Um, and that would be just like stopping saying hi and like chit-chatting at most for like five, maybe 10 minutes. We have a lot of family. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that was fun participating in that. And uh, then we have oof, the elections. Ugh, I swear every time I check the election results, there really just isn't that much change. But I have to say the memes and the TikTok videos that are happening about Nevada 
are absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And so you can't do anything but chuckle. I honestly have no idea why it's taking Nevada as long as it is to count all the votes, especially when you have states that are four times, five times, if not even bigger as far as population goes, that they were able to count their votes and determine who won that state on election day. (laughs) And here we are on Thursday and Nevada and four other states. So at least we're not alone, but Nevada and four other states still trying to count the votes to determine who is going to take that state. So it's a close call. Um, Electoral college vote wise, as of right now, it's not that close. But if Trump were to sweep uh, some of the bigger states that have more electoral votes, then he could very well be uh, the president again. And Uh, So yeah, so kind of on pins and needles, waiting to see what, actually, I'm not on pins and needles. Um, I have my preferred president, (laughs) just like my preferred presidential candidate, Um, and I hope he wins, Um, but it's, it's hard to say because it's getting to be a tough call, I think, closer than what they had anticipated. So we will have to wait and see what happens with that. But in all honesty, I don't know what on earth is going on with Nevada and why it's taking them as long as it is when, like I said, you have states that have a much higher population. They were able to count their votes on election day. And here we are on Thursday, still counting. (laughs) But again... At least we're not the only state, but man alive. With me being from Nevada, living in Nevada, the memes are just outrageously hilarious. And some have a little bit of truth to it. So it's kind of like throwing salt on a wound, (laughs) but all you can do is laugh about it, right? (laughs) Um, So you have that. And... Gosh, I guess it's just kind of like the the biggest of what's been going on, other than the fact that yesterday, my uncle and aunt and cousin, um, so they have a, my uncle and aunt have a French den, and her name is Lily. And my cousin has a silver lab, and his name is Briar. It was not like them, but um, they went missing. They went missing. Speculation is that they must have seen something and they started chasing it, whether it was a rabbit, a ground squirrel, maybe another dog, not exactly sure. Um, Could have even been some other type of a rodent, like who knows. But they're guessing that they must have seen something and started chasing it. 
and they went missing. So all of us were on edge because I know in previous um, podcasts, I've mentioned about my two little baby boys, Sebastian and Maximus. They're my world. They're my fur babies. They're my baby boys. And so um, my family is all like that. Like our pets, I call them pets because, you know, people are like, they're pets. Um, Our pets are our family. And when something isn't right with them, if they're not feeling well, um, you know, it just, it devastates you and you're anxious, you're worried, you're nervous. Um, You have sleepless nights, everything. And uh, anyway, so they went missing, both of them. And my uncle and aunt and cousins drove around all through the afternoon and into the evening, nothing. Um, And so then, you know, we're just on pins and needles about their whereabouts because they just, because of where my uncle and aunt live, there's just so many variables that were not favorable of them returning home. So, you know, all of us were just like worried, sick about them. Um, you know, cause you have a French den who's a little lap dog bigger than my two baby boys who are Shih Tzus, but still little. Um, then you had the silver lab. So I think for a period of time they were together. Someone had mentioned that they had seen both of them together. And at some point, they ended up getting separated because the Silver Lab, Briar, he ended up returning back home. Uh, I think it was like 10, around 10 o'clock last night. So <coughs> they had been, oh, sorry, they had been missing. For, uh, God, well, in his case, he had been missing for I think about eight hours. And he ended up returning back home. So then we were even in super panic mode because then they were separated. So initially they were together. The last time someone had seen them, they had seen them together. Um, But where they had seen them, they were no longer located in that area. They ended up crossing the highway. In Breyer's case, he ended up crossing it twice. Um, But he ended up wandering back home. Um, And the fact that he was by himself, you know, just questions, uh, red flags, alerts going off in your mind about where on earth is Lily, you know, just hoping that she was fine, nothing happened to her. And, you know, according to my cousins, Briar just walked on in as if nothing happened. (laughs) Um, And I guess he was, you know, he wasn't that dusty or dirty. He didn't have any scratches or blood. He was just really, really thirsty and hungry. Um, And so Lily, who is the Frenchton, she has a health condition that requires her to be on a special diet. So the fact that at that point, 
Here you have Briar and her that had initially been gone for eight hours. Briar back at home. Lily nowhere to be found. It's getting cold. It's getting dark. And even this morning, it was 30 degrees. And I'm sure it got colder than that, like probably between 2 and 7. So like at 7 o'clock in the morning, it was 30 degrees. So you know that the temperatures dropped and that was probably in the 20s um, for that time. So then it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And he was wearing a collar. She was not because my aunt had taken her collar off to put a onesie on her um, and forgot to put the collar back on. And so my parents actually ended up helping um, this morning by driving around and seeing if they could see anything and they didn't have any luck. My uncle and aunt went driving this morning and they didn't have any luck. So then they started um, printing flyers and putting those up. And as it turns out, um, so my parents ran into my uncle and aunt while they're just driving, you know, the landscape in hopes of trying to find Lily. Um, they, you know, bumped into them. And then there was a guy who ended up driving up to where they were and had said that he had heard a dog barking like around three in the morning, but he didn't know where the barks were coming from. He had just heard it. Um, so anyway, so my parents then left that conversation and, or they had left and they're like, well, we're going to go ahead and, you know, continue driving around, seeing if we see anything. And so, um, I don't think they were visiting with the guy for too much longer. And then my uncle and aunt, I guess, saw a lady who was walking her dog and pushing a baby stroller and they had stopped. And I guess my uncle had asked my aunt if whether or not they should stop. And my aunt was like, well, yeah, you know, let's stop and visit with anyone that we see. And so um, they stopped and they had asked if she had seen a dog. And what was crazy is she had finished their sentence by saying, you're looking for a dog. And my uncle and aunt were like, yeah, I mean, do you know anything? Have you seen her? And so she's like, uh, and she's like, well, that's crazy because just, and I think it was like minutes, like minutes ago of when my, un you know, before my uncle and aunt ran into this lady, she had said that one of her neighbors had sent out either a group text or a group email to surrounding neighbors asking if any of them had a missing dog. And I guess with the text or the email, she had taken a picture and the dog was laying down on the back porch. And so they then had asked if they could see the picture. And they're like, Oh, my gosh, that's our Lily. And then they're like, who's the neighbor who posted this? And as it turns out, you know, the family, we as a family, we know the lady. And my parents had driven up to that uh, individual's property. 
a couple of times. My uncle and aunt and I think my cousin had probably driven up and down that area multiple times, both yesterday and today. Didn't see anything. Um, But I don't know if where uh, she and her where she and her husband live, if you can see her backyard from the road, because I don't recall exactly how their house sits on their property. Um, But nonetheless, you know, luckily, the lady is a family friend. And so uh, my uncle and aunt, once the lady who was, you know, with her dog, and baby had said who the neighbor was, they're like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And so they then drove up to the family friend's house. And sure enough, Lily was there. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, Because like I said, there's so many variables that were not favorable um, on their end because of where my uncle and aunt live. You have a highway, you have coyotes. Um, Anyway, it's just, you know, just thinking about what could have happened just makes you sick. But so, so over the moon, happy, thrilled, excited that both have been found and they were found safe and healthy. Um, There doesn't appear to be any external injuries. Hopefully there's no internal injuries either. Um, I guess at first Lily was kind of skittish when my aunt had approached her. So poor thing was probably just super, super traumatized um, just from being away from home in a new territory. I mean, I'm going to guess that once they they were so engaged in chasing whatever it was that they were chasing that they weren't paying attention to where they were. And then next thing you know, they probably lifted up their heads and are like, or stopped running. And they're like, oh my gosh, we don't know where we're at. So I know that once they left my uncle and aunt's property, they were in uncharted territory. And, um, you know, we know that they had crossed the highway. Um, and so they were, they were very disoriented direction wise. And again, how Bentley and Bella, not Bella, Lily, (laughs) how not even Bentley, Briar, those are the two. Okay, so Bentley and Bella are two other dogs to my uncle and aunt. Um, But how Briar and Lily ended up getting separated We obviously have no idea, but glad that Briar made his way back home and glad that Lily was found safe this morning. Um, But oh man, talk about a roller coaster of emotions, just thinking about them, knowing that they're outside in the dark and the cold in unfamiliar territory, and then just thinking about you know, the coyotes, what if someone picked them up and took off with them? What if they were hit? Um, You know, in case that they did end up crossing the highway, which, you know, they did. 
So just so glad that they had their wits and Briar was able to find his way back home and Lily ended up going onto someone's property and just staying put. Now we don't know if she actually spent the night at the family friend's house um, or if she wandered there, you know, earlier in the morning. That we don't know because the family friend, I guess, didn't venture outside the back porch like she or her husband typically would have if they needed pallets. But I guess they had enough pallets in their pallet stove and they didn't need to get another bag. If they did and if Lily was there, they would have seen her. Um, But again, without her wearing collars uh, or a collar, um, you know, hopefully they would have had her go inside (laughs) the house, but oh man, roller coaster of emotions. And I am just so thankful and happy that they are now both back home, safe and sound. And, you know, there didn't appear to be any external injuries and hopefully there's nothing going on internally um, as far as injuries go, but, oh, so pleased so pleased and happy, but man alive, you know, our little fur babies. For those of you who take being a parent seriously, I mean, it's just anything that is wrong with your little fur babies, or in this case, with them being missing, not knowing. I mean, it's just, it's insane. And even though they, you know, weren't my pets or aren't my pets, they're still part of the family. I consider them my little fur cousins, you know? And so just, you know, just thinking about them. And anyway, so super glad and ecstatic and happy and thankful and everything else times 10. Uh, Wow. Over the moon that they are home safe and sound. Oh, man, it's just crazy. It's crazy how they wiggle their way into your heart. And like I said, if something isn't right, um, if they're not feeling well, um, in this case, if they're missing, like it turns your world upside down. And even though, you know, they aren't my pets, they're still part of the family as a whole my extended family, and, you know, you're just right there dealing with the anxiety (laughs) and being just as worried. So if that's how I'm feeling, I can only imagine how my uncle and aunt are feeling and cousin, because, you know, again, it's not like them to wander off like they did. Um, Typically, when they're called, they come back. So, I don't know what they were chasing that had them so intent on following and on having them. I don't, like I said, I don't know what they were chasing or following, but they were so intent that they totally became disoriented. And once they left my uncle and aunt's property, they truly were on uncharted territory. Um, But knowing that they did end up crossing the highway knowing that they were, you know, um, in the 
opposite direction of where my uncle and aunt were. Oh, man, it's just crazy. But man alive, so thankful and happy that they were found. Oh, so yeah, so roller coaster of, emo- of emotions for thank goodness, um, you know, about 24 hours. Um, and it wasn't longer than that. Otherwise, ugh, I, who knows? I definitely would not be doing this podcast if that were to be the case. I would be in shambles. <laughs> Still trying to think of ways to help out and figure out where, you know, they could have been. Anyway, so, so yeah, so you have that. Um, just craziness, just craziness. And that's, oh, and then in my hometown on Sunday, um, a 16 year old who was working at McDonald's was shot and killed. I mean, and as it turns out, I'm, I didn't know his kids very well. In fact, really not at all. But um, as it turns out, I know the the girl's dad. He's like two, two, three years older than I am. Um, you know, he's super involved in the community. At least he used to be. I don't know if he is as much. Um, I think he still umpires and referees games. Um, but yeah, his daughter was working at McDonald's and I guess it was around 9.30 Sunday night. Some guy just walked up to the drive through window. Um, I don't even know if she saw him. Like, I, I don't know what happened as far as that piece goes. But she didn't open the window. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe she didn't see him. But this guy shot through the drive through window. And I don't know. They didn't say if he shot multiple times. It sounds like he just shot once. Um, and when she got to the hospital, she was pronounced dead. And as it turns out, I know, uh, I know her dad. So, you know, just thinking about that happening in, um, you know, my community. And this guy was from another town within Nevada. Um, Apparently, there is no known connection between him and the girl. He is, I guess, 24 years old, whereas she was 16 Again, they think it was just a random killing. Um, To their knowledge, there is no connection um, between the two. But the fact that someone, and he was on foot, the fact that an individual on foot goes up to a drive-through window, so just walks right on up to the drive-through window, shoots through the window, probably not even knowing who, obviously, the I would say not knowing who they're shooting at. 
and ends up killing a 16-year-old. So that happened Sunday. So you have Sunday, that incident. Um, You then have Tuesday, elections. You then have yesterday with my uncle and aunt's Frenchton and my cousin Silver Lab going missing. Oh, man. And it's just, it's crazy. Um, It's crazy. So who knows what will happen once (laughs) all the ballots are counted and the winner is announced. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, But, oh, man, it's it's been something. Um, trying to think what else, what else is there? Uh, I saw on, I think it was on TikTok. I don't know if it's the Demalio, Demalio family TikTok that they now, they've sold their home in Connecticut and they are packing up and I guess the movers will be. I'm going to their Connecticut home and picking up everything that they're going to be moving. uh, And they're going to be official residents of California. And when you think about that, how crazy is that? That their youngest daughter has really not been on TikTok for very long. I don't even know if she's been on TikTok for a year. It could be getting close to her being there for a year. I don't even know. Um, But she, I think, is at 98 million followers. She is almost at 100 million followers. So when you think about that, 100 million people from around the world are following her. And I think she is... 16, I want to think. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? (laughs) And then her sister, I don't know where her sister is with followers. I feel like she's in, she's either like, I don't know. I want to think she may be like at 30 million, but I could be wrong. And she may even be more than that. Um, But the fact that their two daughters are, I think, at least within the top five most popular TikToks is just crazy. Obviously, their youngest daughter is the most popular TikToker. No one is anywhere near where she is with followers. And there is a bit of controversy Some people think that she has a number of bots that are serving as followers or that her parents have paid some folks to be followers. Like, you know, there's there's definitely some controversy, Um, but she is the most followed TikToker. And then I don't know who is second. Or I feel like their oldest daughter is like third or fourth. Um, but it's just crazy. So yeah, so they sold their Connecticut home. 
and are packing, getting things ready for the movers to take to California where they're going to become residents. And sometimes I wonder, is it really worth going through all of that hassle? Like I know California provides people with a ton of opportunities, but they're pretty close to New York and New York is just as comparable. Um, I really don't think there's a purpose. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. Obviously, I'm not famous. Um, I am locally, but not <laughs> not nationally. Um, and I would even say I'm that famous locally. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I do consider myself to be a local celebrity. Um for a number of reasons, but no need to go into that right now. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's really worth relocating your family just because of what's going on with TikTok. Now, granted, they are getting a lot of deals and opportunities that I guess they would be <clears throat> commuting back and forth. Um, probably more so than what they would want to. So I guess just in that regard, it's good. But, you know, I just kind of think about their ages. And I don't know. I think too many times people become famous in such a quick manner that many end up not handling it well. And I, I don't know where a lot of these TikTokers are, but, you know, if you've heard the song from Justin Bieber, his latest one, I mean, there is, there is a lot of truth to that song. When you become famous at a young age, you have so much that becomes available to you, good and bad. I think it's pretty equal. And you then have the world watching you and criticizing you and breaking you down. <laughs> um, and a lot of people can't handle it, don't handle it. And in all honesty, who would? Who would? Especially when you're young. Um, some people, you know, are able to just let it be and not um, get wrapped up in what they're being called or anything like that. But in some cases, it can really mess with people's head, especially when they're younger. And uh, I guess, you know, a number of TikTokers have already dealt with um, eating disorders, mental illnesses, you know, depression is high on the list. Um, but you know, when you hear the song from Justin Bieber, and you see all of these young individuals who are becoming famous through social media, whether it's through TikTok, whether it's through Instagram, YouTube, um, you know, where they're influencers or creators or uh, 
musicians to where, you know, now that they're climbing up the famous ladder, that then, you know, they're putting out albums. And a lot of them, like, they they can't sing that well. I wouldn't be giving them a deal. But I guess, you know, numbers matter as far as fans go. So if you have the fan base... <laughs> Um, then you pretty much have the stream of income income to where anything, anything is possible. Um, but yeah, if you haven't heard the song from Justin Bieber, I definitely encourage you to do so because it is a good song. And the name of the song is Lonely. Again, the name of the song is Lonely lonely. Uh, the way I'm saying it just sounds weird. <clears throat> but uh, it's a good one. And I think it kind of sheds a little bit of light. Not a lot. Like when you visit, when you visit, <laughs> yeah, because so many of us just talk to celebrities. Um, but no, but when you see interviews of celebrities who were child stars, it is not an easy life. And a lot of them don't wish it upon others. And they wish that they would wait until they're older, where they're kind of a little bit more aware and not so naive. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just so many things, so many things can go haywire. And hopefully you have and even having a strong family structure doesn't protect you. <laughs> um, you know, it, it doesn't. So anyway, so I don't, I just kind of went off of that for whatever reason. But truly, if you haven't heard the song, highly recommend it. Um, and it's Lonely by Justin Bieber. And there is another person what? and it's like Justin Bieber and Benny Blanco. Um, yeah, definitely worth listening to. And, um, you know, kind of sheds a little bit of light about the woes of becoming famous at an early age. Uh, so anyway, so random, random a thing about the Demalios, Demal, is it Demalios, Demalios? I don't know. And then I was on Snapchat and I just happened to scroll through like the short stories and I saw that there is this 18-year-old who has been growing her hair out since the age of six and she has broken the Guinness Book of World Records three times. I don't know if it's been for three consecutive years or just three times, but she holds the record of having the longest hair of a teenager uh, in the entire world. So I guess in order to get an accurate measurement of one's hair, they have to measure 
their hair wet and it has to be from root to the end and it could just be one strand it could be like five strands whichever are the longest strands and as it turns out her hair is over six feet long so the length of her hair is over six feet how crazy is that like when she has it down because they were showing videos um, that when she wears it down it is dragging on the ground (laughs) um and she lives in india and uh anyway yeah over six feet in length crazy 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 so there was that um trying to think what else i feel like there was a good movie Oh, Holidate. So if you happen to have a Netflix account, I definitely recommend Holidate. It's humorous. It's lighthearted. And when I say humorous, there is a lot of adult humor in it. Um, But it's just, it's funny. And it was trending uh, for a while there at number one. And I think now it's number two. Maybe it's even dropped further. I think yesterday it was at number two or maybe even today. I don't recall. But Holiday on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, definitely recommend it. It's funny. Adult humor. Lighthearted. Um, and it's just, <laughs> it's funny. So definitely recommend Holiday uh, on Netflix. And then, yeah, so watch that. I think I watched that over the weekend. I don't remember when, though. If it was Friday or Saturday. Friday, you know, um, where I work, I had Friday off because it, it it was the observed Nevada Day since at the actual Nevada Day was on Saturday. Um So I don't remember if I watched it on Friday or Saturday afternoon. I don't recall. But definitely look into it. And I'm trying to think what else. I did watch another movie. Sadly, I don't remember the name of it. But it did have Mark Wahlberg in it. And it had to do with him let me see if I can find the name of it let me just actually type in Mark Wahlberg and see what we come across I think it's Mark with a K right Mark Wahlberg let's see let's see what we have going on with Mark uh where does it have the listing of his movies? Maybe it's an older movie, older than what I'm thinking it is. Was it Mile 22? Let me check this out. I think it might have been. 
Yes. So mile 22. Um, definitely check it out. I guess it was made in 2018. It's an hour and 40 minutes, but I felt like it was longer than that. Um, it was a pretty good one. I would recommend it. I guess overall, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what this is. Based upon something, it has it as a 3.7 with the audience rating. Um, but ultimately, it was pretty good. It's an action thriller movie. I'm not going to say a whole lot about it um, just because it'll give away a lot. Um, action thriller. Check it out. I guess I can just quickly read whatever they have as the summary of the movie. Maybe. I don't know why it automatically went to the images. Uh, let's see here. Do 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 do. Well, it doesn't really say anything. Um, okay, so on Rotten Tomatoes, it says, aided by a top secret tactical command team. Silva must retrieve and transport an asset who holds life-threatening information to mile 22 for extraction. And then it like, then that's the end of it. <laughs> then it's like for an extraction of what? Okay. You know what? Let me go back. Let me read something else. I don't even know where that bit of information came from. Okay. So it says movie info CIA operative James Silva leads a small but lethal uh, team on an urgent and dangerous mission. They must transport a foreign intelligent asset from an American embassy in Southeast Southeast Asia to an airfield for extraction, a distance of 22 miles, hence the movie Mile 22. <laughs> Silva and the soldiers soon find themselves in a race against time as the city's military, police, and street gangs close in to reclaim the asset. So, anyway, it was a pretty good thriller. Check it out if you're into thrillers. But definitely check out Holiday. Highly, highly, highly recommend. And that one is 1 hour 43 minutes. Um, it was made in 2020. Uh... Let's check out what this is about. I guess Rotten Tomatoes usually does a pretty good movie info. Um, they don't always give the best ratings, though. So anyway, movie info of Holiday. Fed up with being single on holidays, two strangers agree to be each other's platonic plus ones 
all year long, only to catch real fillings along the way. So check it out. Quite humorous. Um, and those are really about the two that I have seen. I did watch another movie uh, tonight. I don't recall the name of it, though. Um, and it was kind of cute. Um, I don't remember. I don't even know if it was on Netflix or if it was on Hulu or something else. I'll have to ask my mom. Um, but that one was cute and it was Christmas oriented. Um, so with that one, it was just, um, it was cute. Anyway, so yeah, so a couple of movie reviews. Yeah, simple, right? Very, very informal review. It was a cute movie. <laughs> like, how informal is that? Like, okay. Um, God, I wish I could remember the name of it. But it had to do with a lady who is working for a senator. And she then had to go to Guam, which is where this military base is, to determine... Uh, basically, where they could cut costs. And ultimately, I guess this senator was looking at three military bases and trying to decide which one to eliminate. And so at this particular base, they, um, God, now I can't remember what on earth they do. It has to do with like Christmas something. Um, gosh, so they, uh, they basically go to small islands where, you know, these individuals kind of rely on the generosity, I guess is how you could put it, with materials to their island villages. And so, um, I think it was just like Christmas operations. I don't, that was the name of the movie, but I don't remember what their thing was. And so basically the Senator wanted to find out if these, um, operations were utilizing tax dollars. And if so, then the Senator more or less wanted to try and shut it down. Um, so anyway, so it has to do with this lady being in Guam, kind of working with this pilot who oversees these holiday drop-offs, um, which they drop off from the big, you know, military planes, which in his case, he's from the Air Force. So they're in Air Force planes and their cargo boxes that they're dropping off with parachutes and the villagers use everything from the parachute to the strings to the wooden boxes and then all the materials that are in it so anyway they do this and they have like three planes that do multiple drop-offs around the holidays so where they live where the base is they rely on local donations that they're collecting throughout the year 
that way so then they can do these special drop-offs, um, really more for, I guess, the kids um, for Christmas.